Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It is a hump day. Hump day right here on Intentional Talk Radio. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Not so bad. I hear that in Pasadena area, it's, it's burning up. Probably. Yeah, I, I heard close to 90-something 90, 90 degrees. I said, oh, well, wow. see, well, that's, Inglewood, that's we get that freeze. That's typical. It gets hot up there, and folks just don't want to admit it. It can get as hot as 120 degrees up there. Okay. Now, out east, no doubt, it is way in the triple digits, way in the triple digits. But before we talk about the heat, I was listening to Clubhouse, 1,200 people on this room. Some were doctors, some were novice, some were just on. And everybody's got something to say about the Delta variant and the virus. And one of the things that caught my attention, well, there were several things, but one of the many things was that for those people who have not been vaccinated, those are the people who have the possibility of carrying a different strain. So it mutates. Each time it mutates, it's a different strain. And the people who have not been vaccinated are the ones that can carry the mutation. Oh, boy. So the the discussion and the argument is who should get it. It's a constitutional right for people not to get it. Although I always want to say, when was it written into the Constitution? So come on, you know what? And and I'm not going to say one way or the other. One guy said that the CDC is behind all of this confusion because the CDC is sending out information that's either misinformation, disinformation, and the CDC is not being that honest. So this is really, and, and the other thing is there is a shutdown, a lockdown looming. So... Everyone knows that the lockdown is looming. So I'm not going to say go get, go get the vaccination, go get the vaccine. Doctors want to say the same thing, but they're very, very distant. They're very discriminating about what they say in terms of who should get it, who shouldn't get it. One of the doctors that was just on said that she's pregnant. She hasn't gotten it, but she's going to get it because she is pregnant. So there's so much discussion. We will never get finished with discussing this because it doesn't look like it's going to be over anytime soon. It's not. What what was the subject? I've only been to Clubhouse once when somebody had invited me and I was like, oh, I'll come back. What was the title of that particular? Are those who are unvaccinated responsible, in other words, for the lockdown? Who's responsible, the unvaccinated people or the vaccinated people? So there were people who were giving information about how many people were part of the breakthrough group. They've been vaccinated and they've still gotten the that they still gotten mm-hmm. the virus. Right, but they don't Those die from are, it. That's the thing. You have you get the vaccination, but, but you but, don't but, not die but, from it. But they they're also saying that there are people who have been vaccinated, who did succumb. So, and you're going to find that everywhere. No matter what. No matter what. Same with the flu. Same with the flu. You get the flu shot 
it, you, still you still get, get the flu, flu. Yeah, different you strand, get the but yeah. you're not supposed to die from it. And but people die from the flu. My 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 uh, my, my uh, cousin died from a few years ago. Um, so that was ne- negligence more so than, than right. that. So the other thing that one of the per- people said was that the CDC is not telling people to arm themselves, which is vitamin C, D3, zinc, echinacea, taking all of those supplements. So there are ways that people can mitigate any any of this. And you know what? We're going to have to start taking things into our own hands. Get yourself masked. Get yourself healthy. Stay away from pork and beans and ribs and yeah. all of that stuff that is not healthy for you. Stay, get, be vigilant for your own health. You're going to have to. You're going to have or, to. Or go ahead and have that one rib or two at Memorial Day, but then wait till, you know, 4th of July for your next one. <laughs> don't have, yeah, right. Don't have it every day. Don't have it every day. And I don't believe in this thing about moderation. I believe in not at all cut and dry. Don't do it. And it's ha- just happened this weekend. I had watermelon juice. But the watermelon juice was made from watermelon. It wasn't Arizona watermelon juice. So I haven't had juice in about seven years. You can use it from the actual fruit. That's how you get your juice. Yes. But I haven't had any juice at all, period. So this weekend, I had about this much juice. I had about two ounces of juice in a cup. Did you get sick? No, I didn't. No, I did not. But I haven't had juice in, I would say, maybe seven years. Yeah, about seven years. So when I decided to come off all of that, I gave up juice, fruit, sandwiches, burgers, potato chips, all of those things. I gave up all of the good stuff, all of the fun stuff. So, And I'm not saying I'm the healthiest person on the planet. I gave it up for a reason. So I pray that I'm the healthiest person on the planet. That's my prayer. Uh, But everybody has to be vigilant. They have to take their own health in their own hands and do what's right. If you don't want to get the vaccine, okay, but please be healthy. I think the problem was, and I still say this and I'll stand firm, why did you tell the public they don't have to wear their masks? Yeah, that was the stupidest mistake of all time. Because now we're trying to get people to back back to wearing it. I mean, it's not affecting me because I'm wearing my mask anytime I leave the store. I mean, go outside. But it's like that was the stupidest thing that anybody could have even done. They should have just. I mean, because the, the thing is, it's not over. And then it's the Delta virus. So it's like now people are like, oh, I have to wear masks. And then you got students, <laughs> you got parents. I saw on the news with the school started for a couple districts on Monday. And one parent was like, you know, I just don't feel like little Johnny should have to wear a mask. Oh, He's going to be able, he should be able to play with all the kids. And it's like, oh, we are about you that dumb? Yeah. Really? Want, yeah. See, that's one of the ones that's causing the problem. Right. That's one of the and, ones that's causing the problem. And then you have that whole problem. state or that whole area that's like, no, we don't want to wear a mask. No mask, no mask. I'm like, okay. And then when your butt is in the hospital and then you, you know, get ready to get that ventilator put in you. And then they say, oh, then you're going to want to, can I get the vaccination now? It's like, uh, yeah. no, uh, it's, uh, too uh, late. no. it's yeah. too late. It's too, but people just don't want to, I think that people just don't 
want to do what's right. No matter what they're told, they don't want to do what's right. People should have used their brains. It ain't over yet, dude. It ain't over. Wow. It's going to be a while. Go home. It ain't over. Whatever gave you the idea that it was over because all they said was, you know what? Yeah, it's good. They predicted that the herd immunity would take place in August. It's August. That ain't going to happen because guess what? Everything's back on lockdown. Forget herd immunity. Forget and then the new thing it. is restaurants and other places are now saying you need to show proof or you can't come in. Yeah. And they were just, they're finding people who have a fake COVID-19 vaccination card. They're finding people thousands because of dollars. You don't even know what it was fake though, because they didn't do an embossment. You know what I'm saying? They should have. Yeah, a, they should have embossed. Right. Some kind of thing. Because yeah. I mean, my, mine looks like I could have wrote, you know, February, I mean, April 10th, March 12th. I mean, May 12th. I could have done that. There's right. no, I mean, my, there's somebody could challenge me and say, this looks fake. And I'd be like, well, I went to City of Hope. That's all I got to tell you. I, right. I did it. And, so, I and mean, there may be something that people are doing that has prompted them to look into the fake cards. Because I know somebody that was going to buy a card right. from a nurse who took I mean, it from the hospital. Who, like, who, who does that? Why would you uh, want yeah, to walk around yeah. with a fake card? There's some so you can go to a bar and have some drinks. Like, I mean, there's it's some, like, yeah. who, who, who does that? But I mean, there's a lot of them, I, I guess. But anyway, well, um, we have a change in guests this week. My, uh, my guest that was um, slated had an emergency. And so I am so happy to bring back Mr. Gregory Cheadle, and if you remember, he was the one that had straight out of last place, um, talked about the uh, concerted effort of Black folks in their place and that we're last, and um, talked about voting and everything from picking up trash, everything to uh, picking up trash to to um, economic development, and we were in last place, and so just wanted to remind you of him, Colette, um, that he was on this show uh, back in June, so I appreciate uh, Mr. Gregory being able to, he was like, let me know if you need me, just call me. And I was like, okay, we'll see him call that favor in. And here he is today. And today we're going to talk about CRT, critical race theory. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So, uh, so they're Ooh. hopeful soon to be Dr. Cheadle, soon to be about another year or so, right? Well, double doctor. Oh, oh, that's right. You have your JD. My bad. Right. It's okay. My bad. My it's bad. Okay. My bad, but yes, uh, <laughs> yes. So I am excited. I love when people go back to school and do their thing. I'm total, total education. But yes, why don't we start first by telling us what is CRT, critical race theory? Well, you know, CRT has been around for, I think it's going on 40 or 50 years. Uh, and what it was, it was, there were several attorneys who were, I guess just just hanging out and and they were you know dealing commiserating over law and so when you when they looked at it further it was law and the plight of blacks are inexplicable you know uh, law itself when you look at the laws of the United States in particular the laws were not designed for black people period. Uh, if you listen to the debate between uh, Abraham Lincoln and Stephen Douglas, Stephen Douglas was of, was of the view that this country was made for whites to be governed by whites for the benefit of whites. 
And Abraham Lincoln never disputed that. And so when you, when you look at the law, when you look at the Constitution, for instance, uh, that's not for us. The Constitution was not for us as a people. And I can uh, read about that, you know, maybe later in the Dred Scott decision where, these, where the Supreme Court justices came out and said that the Constitution, as it applied to Blacks, we weren't even part of that. We weren't even subject to it at all. And so critical race theory comes in and says that because of the law, because the law is inherently uh, unjust toward us, we have the problems that we have today with respect to inequality and injustice. Now, that's CRT in a nutshell. Now, it's, it's taken off on a bunch of tangents. You know, people are going off, you know, you see people in the news complaining that CRT is going to be taught in their schools, but yet I have yet to see a single book that a parent can bring to me or show me on anywhere where CRT is being taught. And so CRT is just being used, in my estimation, as a, a vehicle to, to bring about change for the elections coming up. Okay. Uh, and it, I don't know if this is kind of related or not. So on my way home from my uh, aqua fit class, because it's a beautiful thing, nice warm water exercise. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It makes you feel so good afterwards. I was listening to the radio and a guy, somebody was talking about how come, and I don't know if this is a, you know, how come when you talk about white, it's good, it's pure, it's right. And when you talk about black, it's wrong, it's dark, it's, it's dimsel, it's all these negative, negative words. And then, he, and then he said, think about this. When you're on the road, why is it that you're driving on a black road, black tar, you know, black road per se, or streets? And then in order to, to steer you right, you're following the white lanes. And the signs are made from white uh, background with maybe black print. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, as I'm driving, I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, you know, you know white is always supposed to direct you to the right way. And, and this is the way you go. You never see any other color other than yellow, of course, and black when, it, when you know, you can't enter that area. But it, I mean, isn't that interesting? And I don't know if it has relates to this per se, but it's just this just happened like an hour and a half ago when I was on my way home, and I thought that is so deep that no matter what, these the white lanes are going to tell you where you need to go, and the signs are going to tell you what you need to do. But so remember, anyway, I just thought, go ahead, Colette. I saw you. Was remember, white is not a color. Mm. So if it gives us direction. Always remember, white is not a color. Interesting. That's the first thing. Dr. Doctor, would you agree? Yeah, I would. But, you know, to get to her point, you know, King, in one of his speeches, I forgot which one it was, he went to that very topic uh, of how Black, even defined in the dictionary and, and white, how they, how they are defined in the dictionary, gave examples. And it just goes to support the theme that blacks are inferior and whites are superior. 
because at, virtually, you know, 99%, the only thing good about Black uh, commercially is Black Friday for shopping. <laughs> That's the only example but, I can but, think but of. But also remember, also remember, what do we do when we go out, when we've got an engagement to go to, uh, one of the events at one of the major hotels we used to dress up, what did we always wear? Black tie. I mean, a black tie event. Is that what you mean? We went to a black tie event. Okay. Well, that's our most elegant outfits are black. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Our most elegant outfits are black. Men, shh, huh? let me see a black man in a tuxedo. Wait a minute, let me get mine. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do men get married in? Black tuxedos. Okay. The elegance mm-hmm. of black. The mm. elegance of black. And that is something that it's our responsibility, even though there are a whole lot of folks out there that use black as an elegant color, an elegant uh, element to whatever they're designing. They always use black as an elegant, either background, backdrop, element to whatever they're designing. So unfortunately, black folks don't know that white is not a color. Right. Even though you have on a white shirt, white is not a color. And, And I learned that by being in the printing business for more than 30 years. Mm. White is not a color. Okay. White is not a color. Actually, more than 40 years. White is not a color. So in printing, such as the books behind you, that paper started out as white. And in order to get the the white line copy, they had to reverse it, which means they put the ink down so that the white color, the letters will show in white. They didn't use white to print it because there is no white ink. There is no white ink to print it. It's called a reverse. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called a reverse. And the white sheets, you can print and use black ink on white paper. There's no such thing as white ink on white paper or white ink on black paper. You can. It starts out as a reverse. Well, so, you know. So I just pulled up on my phone the definition of white, and it's really interesting. It says the color of pure snow, the (laughs) margins of a page, reflecting nearly all rays of sunlight or similar light. Well, you know. Yeah, no, 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 no. One of the points I like to make is that, you know, Cola, you made a good point. You know, we own it now. And so what's up to us? to take all these negative things that have been thrown at us. So it's like the expression that I made up when life gives you lemons, make lemon cake. And so even though we have all these things targeted against us, it's our duty. It's our job. It's our responsibility to turn that stuff around. We should not be, we should not allow ourselves to be victims of their, uh, of their issues. We need to take that on and, and, and change that, that whole narrative. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because we can change the narrative. And I was talking with someone the other day. We had someone on the show yesterday. 
And he was talking about how we have to let folks give us something. We, it's not our fault that things have come to where we are. We have got to stop asking for permission. Can we take on, can we educate ourselves? Can we take the position that we can change our, our narrative? It ain't theirs. So if they, if they are orchestrating our, our narrative, it's their narrative. It doesn't work for us. Their narrative does not work for us. It never has, and it never will. So when you look at the narrative, the integration narrative, Mm -hmm. did it work? How about, no, it didn't work. So we're still looking to them for permission to get up and do something that helps to elevate us. I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to control my narrative. I don't want anybody to control my narrative. I make my way. So if we don't do something to control the narrative, how dare Abbott and the rest of those DeSantis say that critical race theory will create division in schools? What a dumb asinine statement. Are you you serious? What it is, when whenever we want to do something to better our plight, we are saddled with being divisive. We're saddled with being racist. But when you look at history, when you look at their writings, when you look at the Constitution, there is nothing, nothing more divisive and racist than their history. And yeah. the, only thing, the only thing we're trying to do we're in this mess. We're trying to get out of the quicksand. That's all we're doing. Because it is not, definitely quicksand. Yeah. You know, you know and, and the good news is Blacks are not seeking revenge. We're just seeking opportunity. You know, let us, let us get our act together and, and do what we want to do and get the heck out of our way. We're not saying because of your history, what you've done to us, we're going to get revenge. We're going to seek revenge. Because if we were... Thinking. Yeah, that's if we saying. were, yeah, nobody would be nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, nowhere to run. Okay. And so the only thing we're doing, we're we're saying, you know what? We have been in this mess. We want to work to get out of this mess. That's mm-hmm. all we're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 with that, we're we're pointing out the injustices and why those injustices occurred. It's because of your writings. It's because of your laws that have impacted us. No one else, no other race on this planet has gone through what we've gone through. And so, yes, we have issues. Yes, we have problems. Yes, we are in last place. But we we want to get out of last place because we can. There's nothing about us. There is nothing about us that says we deserve and, and are inherently bound to be in last place. There's nothing. Right, right. So, Dr. Doctor, What's the difference between CTR, critical race theory, and black studies? Black studies is, is pretty much what it says, you know, the historic uh, goings on in history regarding blacks. Whereas critical race theory specifically looks at the law and the laws and their impact on black people. Mm. You know, let yeah. me. 
let, let me read something uh, uh, from the Dred Scott decision real quick. The words people of the United States and citizens are synonymous terms and mean the same thing. They both describe the political body who, according to our Republican institutions, form the sovereignty and who hold the power and conduct the government through their representatives. They are what we familiarly call the, the sovereign people. And every citizen is one of this people and a constituent member of this sovereignty. The question before us, before the Supreme Court, is whether the class of persons described in the plea of abatement compose a portion of this people, us, and our constituent members of this, of this sovereignty. We think they are not, and that they are not included and were not intended to be included. This is the Supreme Court's talking. This isn't me. This isn't, this isn't Farrakhan. <laughs> this, is, this is the Supreme Court yeah. uh, saying this stuff. And, and so when you have this, this as the foundation of your government, how can you not have systemic racism? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's right there. I, I haven't even gotten to the good stuff. Ooh, really? <laughs> Truly. Wow. Uh, that's wow. incredible. And, and it's that's so funny because incredible. we're the only race that has to deal with this. I mean, that that's written, you know, no exactly. black folks no black right. folks should do this. Right. We're right. only three, we only right. three fifths of a person. Nobody else. Nobody else. And which brings me to another question, Dr. Doctor. <laughs> What's the big idea with this black and brown thing? Everything we talk oh. about, it's got to be black and brown, black no, no. and brown. No, no, no. It's, it's all black. Don't want nothing from you. Don't want to hear from you. Don't even care if you're here or not, because you'll never hear them say black and brown or brown and black. They will never call you brother or sister. They don't care a thing about you. So what is this idea with Black folks constantly wanting to include brown people when brown people are not going to include you in anything? Buy their food, but they're not going to include you in anything that they do because they could do without you. No group, mark my words, no group is willing to align themselves with us when we're in trouble. The Hispanics get what they want. Yes, the they illegals do. get what they want. Yes, they the trans do. get what they want. The yes, handicapped get what they want. The midgets get what they want. Everybody gets what they want. What does Biden do when he gets in office? First thing he does, signs an executive order. Who does he benefit the transsexuals? Oh. And Another don't executive. get me started on Black Lives Matter because their mission, <laughs> their mission is strictly LGBTQ, right. and ABC. Plus their mission and they it's in writing. Yeah. And and so it's, you know, we as a people, black folk, it's time, you know, one of the things that I loved recently was Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. I love to see a black man say I've had it. And that just shook the world. It's like, Oh, we can't have this. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a, there was a, there was a, a burgeoning, uh, unity about us, and they had to stop it. You know, it, they 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 made it go into patriotism. Who the heck cares about patriotism? And that wasn't the issue. Right, that wasn't the issue at all. They blew it up and blew it out. They changed the narrative, and we went for it. We went for they it. Changed the narrative, and we went for it. 
Yeah, it's just like no way that we could defend anything because we didn't stop it in the very beginning. We let them control the entire narrative. And that was not Kaepernick's mission. That was not what he said. That was not what had nothing to do with patriotism. And and it's funny because I I saw a photograph of the U.S. soccer team, whatever soccer team it was, and uh, Raponi or Rapone, whatever her name is. She's a, you know, she has a lesbian lifestyle, whatever. She was taking a knee, but the black oh, yeah, woman, yeah, 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 yeah. the black woman next to her was not. Right. And I'm like, please. Yeah. Please. Um, that was just the other day, right? Uh, within a, within the past week or so, yeah. Okay. Megan Rapone. Uh, Megan, that's right, Megan, yeah. Megan, Megan looks, is it Rapone or Rapone? Rapino, 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 Pino, Rapino, Rapino, yeah. No, no, Rapino, 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 Okay. Megan Rapino. Let, let me finish this this one paragraph with um, from the Supreme Court. Right. You think they you, are not? Did you see what Malik Malik Abdul? No, Malik, uh, the Republican. Um, he's a correspondent. Oh. And he interviewed with Mark Lamont Hill. And Mark Lamont Hill interviewed him because he made comments about Simone Biles. Mm. He made disparaging comments about Simone Biles and said that she should not have bowed out. She should not have t- taken a break. Yeah, he, that, that Malik, well, that kills me. Who, who, who are anyone to say what she should? Oh, you don't have the right to say no. Let him go out there. No one has the right. I don't have the right. You don't have the right. Nobody. The girl did right. what she did, and when that, that's all. But I'm just like anybody who wants to complain. I want right. to see you get on one of them bars. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. And, and no one, no one knows what she's gone through. No one knows what she's gone through. Right. Right. Uh, you know when she did that, <clears throat> that routine that was impossible to do, and they. They lowered her score. Yeah. Uh, what, I mean, what can you do? Black you know, she's she's got so much that she's carrying, and it may have just been enough. Right. And it was yeah. enough, and that's what she said. And if you talk about constitutional rights, she had a right to say that that was enough. Because yes. just like they have said, if she got hurt out there, all they were going to say is, oop, up, 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 okay, you can't do that anymore. All right. Uh, yeah, we're sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, next. Okay, so who's she going to rely on should she get hurt? If she had done that triple thing and broke her neck, what are they going to do? Nothing. What are they going to do? Okay, see, there it is right there. We affirm the lives of Black, queer, and trans folks, disabled <laughs> folks, undocumented folks, folks with records, women, and all Black lives along the same gender spectrum. Our network centers those who have been marginalized within Black liberation movements. It is not about Black lives. As long as you're queer, that's the life. Everybody piggies back on us. You know, we bleed and die, and they walk over us. Yes. That happens right. too much. Uh, but look, I want you to understand the, the, the reasoning with the Supreme Court. Yeah, go ahead and read what you were saying. We think they are not. This is in reference to the citizens and that they are not included and were not intended to be included under the word citizens in the Constitution and can therefore claim none 
how many? None of the rights and privileges which that instrument provides for and secures to citizens of the United States. Doesn't say anything about where, none of that stuff. Talks about us as, as a people. On the contrary, this is what really gets me. On the contrary, they were at that time considered as a subordinate and inferior class of beings who had been subjugated by the dominant race and whether emancipated or not, yet remained subject to their authority and had no rights or privileges, but such as those who held the power and the government might choose to grant them. Are Hispanics in that? No. Are Asians in it? No. Homosexuals? No. We are. And so this country has done more to to subjugate us historically than any other group and all other groups combined. Nobody has had the struggle that we've had. Nobody. And for somebody to get up there and tell me I'm divisive, I'm racist, oh, no. No, 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 no. All right, wait, I, got, I have to take my anti-hypertensive drugs now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think we're the only race that's written in the Constitution, right? That's, I mean, that's written in any of these uh, laws or whatever, the, you know, what you've read and things like that. No, no, we're the only ones, and, and it's always negative against us. Well, there is mention of the, of the Native Americans, but, I mean, their stuff is so small, it's not even... Uh, nobody is damned the way we are. The way we are. But Indians, Indians want got their rights back. Well, they got, they their, got land. their rights back. They got their land back. They got, they their got schools. Back. They got schools. They have a health care system. Yes. Just like last year. Just like last year. Where did the news cameras go? To the reservations to see how the Indians were doing. The Choctaw, Cherokee, Chickasaw, all of them. They have their reservations, and you cannot set foot on their reservations unless they say so, okay? My sister works on a reservation right now, today. You cannot set foot on an Indian reservation unless you have permission. Your name better be at the gate. Your name better be right smack dab at that gate. Otherwise, you're out of there. Okay, everybody everybody has been given some kind of consideration some kind of consideration for any and all things except us except us and we sit by and let it go and that's and to me it's simply because everybody on the planet knows that we are a divided group coming and going We've got so much division. We're so fractured and frayed and dysfunctional. We don't even know ourselves. We don't even like each other. We don't even like ourselves. Okay? So they know how we operate. They know how we operate. It's clear as day. They see us. That's why I was telling folks, stop thinking that white folks are trying to uh, give you a zombie vaccination. Them folks ain't thinking about you. Okay, you don't pose a threat to anybody, nobody but yourself. So stop thinking that they're after you because they're not. Because they know me. that Buki and Bebe and, and Bukisha, they're waiting for you. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me 
perhaps to, to me in my mind, this is on, on the top five most disparaging things I've ever seen in law. This is still in the, in, in, uh, the Supreme Court decision, uh, Dred Scott. They, and this is in reference to black folk. They had for more than a century before been regarded as beings of an inferior order and altogether unfit to associate with the white race, either in social or political relations. And so far inferior that they had no rights which the white man was bound to respect and that the Negro might justly and lawfully be reduced to slavery for his benefit. That's the United States Supreme Court. That's not, that's not Farrakhan. That's not any of these, these pastors. This is the United States Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court has never, ever come out and said, you know, we're sorry. Never. We have to live with this. This country has to live with this. And nobody, no group has been so damned by a legal instrument as black folk. And we built this country. Yes. We built it. They enjoy the fruits of, they bring people from all over the world to enjoy the fruits of our labor. And we are stuck and can't even access even the low hanging fruit of our labor. Right, right. And during the hearing for the insurrection, the January 6th insurrection, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the panelists, there were four officers on that panel, and I can't think of the second officer's name, but he talked about what would have happened had that been BLM. Okay, had that been BLM. But what he started out by saying was that BLM, Black folks, never would have gotten that far. They were stopped so many feet, so many miles before they got to the Capitol building. So it would have never happened. He knows that. And he's a white boy. He knows that. Black folks never would have gotten to the Capitol building. Never. And the Black guy, the fourth one, the Black guy, talked about how he was hurled at. They called him an MF and NIG. They said this MF and NIG voted for Biden. Get him. This NIG, you don't have any, you're not here. You're not from here. Go back. They hurled so many old horrible comments to him until he said, man, and I fight for this country and I'm, I'm here to protect this building and they come in and they're tearing it apart and they're allowed to tear it apart. All of those people that were a part of that, they'll never get all of those people. 154 people that they claimed they've gotten, they claim those people will stand trial. There have been two officers this week to commit suicide who were mm-hmm. part of that force during that insurrection because they know nothing's going to be done about it. Nothing's going to be done about it. And the very idea, there was a man from Orange County who now is going to stand trial for his part in it. That's all he's going to do. And that's a vacation. 
That's all he's going to do. And they are not going to do anything. There will be some, some necessary casualties. There will be some necessary casualties. They'll get six months in, in, the, in jail. But for the most part, they're not going to do anything. How can they possibly get all those people that were there? They're not going to do that no matter what they did. And no matter how many times you show that insurrection and how many times the camera picks up people, they're not going to do anything. They are not going to do anything. So you wonder why these, so do you wonder why the folks, I guess they just didn't want to go to jail or something? That's why they committed suicide, I guess? No. I don't know. No, it wasn't that they didn't want to go. No, it was was the cops that committed suicide. Two cops so far have committed suicide. Right. They were trying to protect that Capitol building. And and the, the trauma that they dealt with has just been too much. And the trauma that they've dealt with and the fact that nobody is offering any kind of help to them, that's why they're committing suicide. Because it was more than they can take. More than they can take. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dr. Doctor. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Let me read another thing from this, this decision. That so far as rights and immunities appertaining to citizens have been defined and secured by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, the African race is not and never was recognized either by the language or purposes of the former, in reference to the Constitution, and it has been expressly excluded by every act of Congress providing for the creation of citizens by naturalization. These laws, as as has already been remarked, being restricted to free white aliens exclusively. Hmm. Now, any I dare any Italian or Irish person to think that they are white, they need to read their own history because at one time they were considered as low as we were. Must because, have been a short time. Yeah, uh, to, I think it was 1940 when they changed the, uh, uh, the the definition of white. But another interesting thing too about the plight of black people in this country, if you go back to, uh, I wish I had it in front of me, the, the early eight, let's say the mid 1800s, uh, blacks outnumbered Hispanics. I think there were like literally only a few thousand uh, Hispanics in the United States, and we had like several million, whatever the figure was. Today, those people outnumber us. And we were we were millions in front of them. But now they outnumber us. How did that happen? I don't that's a good question. Immigration. They would not they went for decades without allowing black folk to immigrate from Africa or any any black country into the United States, decades. They would not allow black people into this country. And so now, uh, because he allowed uh, the Hispanics in, they outnumber us. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That is crazy. And so the point being, we have got to come together as a people uh, yesterday. How do we do that? How do we do that when our level of dysfunction 
I don't even think there's a way to describe it. Our level of dysfunction is just so extraordinary that we can't get families together. We can't get communities together, friends together, neighborhoods together. We can't get anybody together because we're so busy doing our own thing. We were told we have arrived. We got this. We got that. We got this. We got that. And everybody's trying to get. Everybody's trying to get. We had a discussion yesterday about the billionaires in this country, 600 and some billionaires in this country, and a small number. We haven't even gotten to a percentage. It's like something like uh, uh, 0, 0. 0.3. 000, right. Okay. Okay. Black billionaires. And we're going to have an argument about how many billionaires there are. Excuse me. How many black billionaires are there? Okay. Today we just learned that Rihanna is a billionaire. Okay. I'll give it to really? you. Seven or maybe eight out of 654. And we got seven and we should be do- up doing the jig. Really? We got seven. And we're still doing things that keep us under the thumb because we don't decide that we've got to take a different position. We don't do that. And we find find every reason not to. Well, you know, that's what you're saying is true. But for us, it starts with us. You know, it has, it it will be a groundswell. You know, I, I, I purposely do my best uh, with my people. I'll go out of my way to shop, whatever. Uh, try to educate, whatever. Uh, and more than anything, try to love my people. Uh, you know, we are people with low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. That's why you see all these athletes wearing all this garbage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. driving all this garbage. Mm-hmm. but still living in a white neighborhood. Go figure it out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, right. so <laughs> we got to, we got like, to. Uh, just like, what's her name? Patrice Collins living out there in Topanga Canyon. Well. <laughs> Black Lives <laughs> Matter. I don't know what to say. I mean, and so, you know, one of the things too is, like I said on the show before, you know, we have to start taking, we have to start loving each other and we, one another and ourselves, and we start taking pride. It, we are the only group that does not take pride. You know, we're the only group that thinks we're achieving when we integrate. Right. Mm. You know, forget that. You know, we're, we're the only group that thinks that they have arrived when uh, we're dating outside of our race. Mm. That's crazy. Wow. Yep, we do. Yes, yes, yes. We sure do. And there is a... Um, well, we know that all of the football players, basketball yeah. players, okay, uh-huh. all of them have to have a symbol. And right. that symbol is a white woman. Yeah. You gotta have yeah. a white girl. Yeah. You gotta have a white girl. And on Clubhouse, there are these rooms that talk about the issues between black men and black women. Uh-huh. And on Clubhouse, that's one of the reasons I'm on clubhouses they need to regroup but clubhouse wants to know should black women succumb to black men and should black men it well today's said 
black men want to marry a modern black woman, but a modern black woman does not want to marry a modern black man. Now, what I want to know is, and yeah, I'm the oldest one on this network and your point. However, what is a modern black man and what is a modern black woman? Are we talking about kids who don't know which way is up anyway? Is that what we're talking about? Because I'm here in, in 21, getting ready to go in 22. I'm a modern black woman. Well, so what's the definition, who's defining yeah, Exactly. What's the definition of a modern black woman? Is it, is it Megan the crazy horse stallion? Is that a modern black woman? What are the rest of us? That's what I want to know. What are the rest of us? I mean, I didn't know that there was such a thing. I'm so old old fashioned. I don't know what's new. (laughs) I didn't know it either until today. I didn't know either. A modern black woman. And, And I'm sure their definition of a modern black woman is somebody that is classified if I can say classified, somebody born as a millennial. That's a modern black woman because the millennials have changed everything. And the only thing that the millennials are really worth is a phone because they, for them, technology is everything. Technology is everything. They cannot live. Someone told me uh, yesterday that their I think it was their daughter did not know how to mail an envelope had never gone to the box to mail an envelope did not know how to do it and 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 I know it I know it's true I know that is true because even my oldest daughter she was taking me home one day and I said you don't need to use GPS I know how to get home she got hotter than fish grease. She got hotter she than. Do it without the, she couldn't do it without. She the could not get me home without using GPS. Yes, she did. So, yes, but is that considered did. modern, though? Because I, I feel like modern. I feel like modern is That's modern. they That's want modern. you to be submissive. They want you to be yes. Busy. I mean, but but see what they're saying is. Modern women don't take no crap from no man. Modern black women don't take no crap from no no black man. And a black man ain't going to take no crap from a black woman. That's how they say it on Clubhouse. So that, see, and that's why I'm thinking that the modern piece is, is, is like a 50s black woman versus a millennial black woman. That's what I'm trying to figure but, out. But 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 modern is what they're talking about as of today, a contemporary so-called woman. But see, today's woman, the, the millennials, I don't consider the millennials women. They ain't been here long enough. My daughter is 39. 39. So, and I don't hear her say that she is a black woman. I think she uses that term very, very gingerly. She's very careful about it. In fact, even my 43-year-old, she'll be 43 in Thanksgiving. She too. You know uh, Kiana Corliss. Right, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. Well, because 
we have a generation of young girls who haven't been here long enough. How could they possibly compare themselves to women my age, your age, and still they consider themselves women? So, and, and I consider women who are seasoned women, who, who developed a, 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 a real sense of dignity and character and integrity. And women who have are put some time in, who are really wise. So I have a, a friend who's a doctor, and we used to go back and forth about women. Because somebody has body parts, they're able to bear children, they're still women. I said, uh, no, no, they're not. No, they're not. You can t- Are you telling me that that 14-year-old at Crenshaw High School, Treasure, you're telling me the Treasure is a woman? She's just as much woman as I am? She's 14 years old. She had an accident. She had an accident. So you're telling me that's a Black woman? No, you cannot tell me that. You can say that, and for you as a physician, to say that, it's asinine. So we're not, we don't, we don't coalesce. Right. Our, the things that we do are so fractured and frayed. We're all over the map. Right. Just like in, in the Hispanic community, those girls, when they come of age, they have a quinceanera. We don't do that. I mean, we the, have a sweet 16, but it's not the same. It's, it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's not the Remember, same. we used to have the, uh, the, 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 what was it called? Um, cotillion. Cotillion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cotillion, yeah. We have the cotillion, but it, it didn't matter because the night of the cotillion, either the night of the cotillion or the night of the prom, everybody was thinking so-and-so is going to go get pregnant. Yeah, but, okay. but at least, we, we there, at least there not, was something, there was something there to, we could have built yeah, on. There was something yeah. there. Right. But I don't even think cotillions are held anymore. I haven't heard of a cotillion in decades. Jewish people have the bat mitzvah and the bar mitzvah. But those kids go through a series. It's a process. It ain't just all of a sudden a party. There's a process. Almost like a rite of passage. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. And And they know their history. And they know their history. They are taught their history. That's right. They're taught it. And they that's a rite of passage. We're not sure what a rite of passage is. Because a rite of passage for us is a party. Okay? It's a party. Stop it. Stop. Well, you know, again, your, your points are right on. And, and if it starts with the three of us or however many are here, that's where it starts because we know better and we're not responsible. We're not responsible. And so, you know, hopefully people out within our sphere of influence will, will gravitate toward this idea of coalescing and, and, you know, cause we, we have the power. If we united, we would be a force to be reckoned with. They would be scared to death. And so, you know, we have got to come together as a people and, and unite because we need we need to have businesses to employ our own. I get sick and tired of, of you know having same black folk having to work for you know white companies. I, I just saw a stat the other day. Walmart's forty six percent of the employees at, at Walmart are black folk. Unconscionable, unconscionable. You know, and so we we have to go back to starting our own businesses, supporting you know our brothers and sisters in their businesses. We we've got to. 
Otherwise, there's no way in the world that we can survive economically. And that's why when my dear sister called me with five minutes before showtime, <laughs> I, I said, yes, she's my sister. One well, I, I just the- got a text about, uh, from one of our listeners, uh, Terry, out of here, out of L.A. area, uh, about the debutante. And it's a former ball uh, during a season, usually in spring or summer. Um, it, it may require some social etiquette, you know, how to use a fork, you know, which fork right. and all of that. Uh, you're taught that the dress code is evening dress, white tie and tails for the men, floor length dresses for the women. Um, it says it basically came out of the United Kingdom. Um in the British Royal Port, that's where they kind of got this whole sense of debutante. So, so we still, but it's still not used enough in our culture to say, "Ooh, mommy, I want a debutante." Like I didn't say that. I was like, "I want a sweet sixteen party," like you were saying. I want a sweet sixteen party. I didn't know about quinceañeras until I started until I started teaching, and my students were inviting me to their quinceañera. You know, I taught eighth grade, but then they didn't have their quinceañera until they were in the tenth grade. But I still got an invitation, and I went. And I was like, you know, when I got there, I was like, okay, this is like a wedding. Like they spend money, they drop ducats and I'm looking around. I mean, the centerpieces and, you know, and so then here comes Gabby and there's a quarter 15. And I was like, this is no, like, this is no joke. It's like a full on ensemble. And yes, I was yes. like, wow, we, and I kept thinking, I was like, well, what, what do we do in our culture that helps us bring out our coming of age? What is our coming of age? And maybe that that kind of stems back from having black studies in school or having, uh, uh, I don't know. We, we, we really, I mean, like, I, the more, I, we don't have anything, really. No. And then well, we're, not and we're not necessarily in our culture. Like, what, what can we pull from our culture that we make sure that every black person knows? Well, I mean, part of the problem is that we don't have a, you know, we don't, we don't really have a black culture. And so we can start our own culture. You know, we don't have to... It's hip-hop. It's hip-hop. Well, yeah, 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 hip-hop. You know what I mean? But, you know, those of us who want more, you know, we can start our own culture. We can do whatever we want. We don't have to be limited by them. Right. Right. We're adults here, and and we want to be a... We want our race to be successful. So we're going to have to do things on our own to, to you know, be a catalyst for change, and that, that's what I'm saying. We 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 have to be you, me, others. We have to be that catalyst for change. Instead of going along to get along, we have to be that catalyst. We have to be that lightning rod to make change. Right. We absolutely need to be. You're absolutely right. And how do we get others to do or want to do the same things? Stop complaining about what you think is. Stop complaining. Stop talking about gentrification and how they want to come into your community and take over. They couldn't come into your community and take over if you didn't hand it over to them. Right. right. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. We have, it's like I said before, you know, we have some of the best houses in our neighborhoods. All we have to do was keep, you know, keep them up. It would be reverse gentrification. Mm-hmm. Black women would be wanting to move into our neighborhoods. And that's what, it's like I did it in Oakland, you know, I, lived in arguably one of the worst parts of Oakland and I you know I did my house bought plants for my neighbors did my landscaping 
you know, the house was nice. It looked really good. And people were like, wow. And then my neighbors caught on. And that's what we have to do. You know, giving our properties away. Be the example. Be the example. Yeah. You know, I had a Mercedes station wagon parked in my driveway in a drive-by shooting neighborhood. You know, (laughs) but it worked. You know, my, my neighbors got excited because I was excited. And, you know, the neighborhood changed. And that's what we have to do. You know, we again, we have to be that catalyst. You know, we, we can talk, we can read social, sociology, all that, all day long. But ultimately, it's what are we doing individually? Right. Absolutely. What are we doing? We exactly. need to be that change. It starts with me. It starts with you. And that's what Absolutely. I'm saying. We have to do it. That's a, that's a great way to end. Be the change we want to see in the world. Yes, right? yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Doctor. <laughs> Thank you so much, Greg. I appreciate you. You said you said to call you if I needed you, and you were right on time. And I appreciate you. Well, you know, I appreciate you and what you're doing. I'm going to support you as best I can, any way I can. And I'm grateful for the opportunity and the me Colette. So I'm happy. Yes, absolutely. So thank you very much, folks. Don't forget, we are bringing you. It's time to tell the truth, and that's on August 10th. We will be talking about. Juneteenth Tulsa reparations and race theory. So please join us for the second part of the five part series. It's time to tell the truth. So thank you very much. Have a good evening. Be safe going home. Wear your mask and don't forget mask up, mask up. Be safe out there, everybody. Take care. Good night. Bye bye.